0: Hello and welcome. This is The Kimberly Clark, your host of the Crazy Beautiful Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with a special story. In the face of being bipolar, our guest made a drastic spiritual shift from being a Christian to becoming an atheist. Before I go further, I will ask our guest to give us a little bit more of a personal introduction. Welcome, Justina. How are you?
1: Hi, Kimberly. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm very happy to be involved in this, uh, in this talk today with you. And I think that, I think that um, all the work you're doing to help bipolar people and to reduce stigma is fantastic.
0: Excellent. So tell us a little about yourself. You're across the pond, girl. You're not even in the state. Amen.
1: Uh, I am British. I live in London, England. Uh, I love it here. I love my city. I love my country, and um, I was born and bred here. Yep. Yeah. Um, a, a bit about me. Um, I um, when I at the moment I I can't work because I'm so ill. But when I was working, I was, um, uh, a learning assistant in a primary school for pri- primary age children, okay. uh, and worked and worked with special needs children as well. Education, special educational needs.
0: Okay. So tell me how long have you been managing bipolar disorder?
1: Um,
0: I was diagnosed when I was
1: about 26. However, I had been suffering from bipolar um, since I was 17.
0: Okay, okay. So, what were the symptoms that you were dealing with as a teenager? Um,
1: when when I was 17, um. It was the first time that uh, I I had a severe depression. Oh. Uh, it, lasted, okay. it lasted for one year, um, but it was very severe. I was a, I was in my final year at school, and I could hardly function properly. Um, and I was an important year of study, and I did uh, I failed my studies. But I oh. still managed to get in. I still managed to get
0: into university. Excellent. Excellent. So did you go on to college or four year college without incident? I went on, um, I went on to university. Yeah.
1: Um, I went to two different universities because I, I was at one university for a year and then I was unwell again. And then I, then I changed my degree and I went to another university and there I stayed for four years and
0: I was I managed to get my degree. Excellent see that's the thing about being bipolar it it, you have these episodes and it gives us just enough chance to live a little and then the depression hits or the mania hits which can make it kind of hard for us. Before becoming an atheist You had a very fulfilling life as an evangelist. Tell me the activities that you would do as a Christian. Okay. Um, I was a part
1: of the the church evangelism group. Uh, So that meant meeting up three times a week um, to pray for 40 minutes and then hit the London streets and to tell people about Jesus Christ and about Mm -hmm. salvation. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: um, That was, um, it was, it was hectic and uh, three times a week. And, um, and we would pray for people in the street as well. And uh, we would often help homeless people uh, with buying them food and things. And a lot of homeless people receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was mostly homeless people <laughs> and, really? you know, and the odd person, but it was very tough. Many, most people didn't want to, they didn't want to speak
0: to you on the street about Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it, it it is hard because they're in a hard situation. So, um, just like you, um, it, it's, it's something to think about. You're or you're suffering and you're like, what is this all about? Describe to me how it came to how you came to the conclusion to become an atheist you're doing this work as a christian and you're you're helping people and you're converting people but what happened and how did bipolar play in that part
1: well it's a very good question um because i was a very strong christian i mean i was hardcore christian um and you know i even used to think oh my husband isn't praying enough and i used to get upset about that uh, <laughs> yeah and um 2 years ago um i i ended up in hospital because of, i had a mania um i was oh, yeah. uh i was in hospital and uh and you know i didn't really understand what was going on in terms of god i i just thought that it was an attack from the devil um mm-hmm. But the real reason was not because the devil was attacking me. It was because I had bipolar and I, and I wasn't taking my medicine. So, um, so anyways, so, and then after the the mania, I was okay for a little while. And then I, and then I slipped into the depression and that started, um, two years and three months ago and, and it's still going on. Uh, Last in 2019, I I would pray and read my Bible every day. I would cry out to God. I would I would beg God to heal me. I had Christians come and pray for me. I had the, the pastor came to pray for me with his wife and nothing changed. And I was I was in so much agony and so much suffering that I that I started to become jaded with God. I, I just thought. He doesn't care. He, nothing's happening. What's going on? Why? And then I started to started to have these existential questions. Like, why is this suffering happening to me? Why uh-huh. have I suffered? Why have I suffered all my life with this? What kind yeah. of God? What kind of God would create me like this to suffer? So there was a lot of questions. And uh, and as time went on, and I and my illness continued, I I didn't want to go to church anymore because i felt like it was phony when i went to church and uh and i started to be quite angry as well with everything i i was angry with all these happy clappy christians and there was me in my in my misery and suffering yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so everything felt very uh like i i felt very alienated from everything and uh and i just started to i also i also didn't really have I didn't want to pray to God anymore. I didn't. I didn't have that the desire to pray because I felt so hurt by God that why would I worship Him and pray to Him when He had left me in this situation? So eventually, I just stopped praying, uh, stopped reading the Bible, and stopped going to church. Um, and luckily, my husband, who is a Christian, um, he he never he never chastised me. He never. He never got angry with me, um, which which is really kind of him, Um, and and yeah, and I've ever since then I I don't pray anymore. I I I never pray anymore. I used to pray every day for like an hour at least. Yeah, yes,
0: and and all that has changed. That that is amazing. Um, and 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 as this started. You thought it was uh, attack of the devil. What makes you think that it it's not attack of the devil? Well, I don't really believe in the devil anymore. Um, mm-hmm.
1: That's the thing. Um,
0: so it's you're all out with God and the devil. And,
1: and yeah, it's I don't believe in any of it anymore. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit scared still that. That, that, that I'm gonna to go to hell because I because I because I started thinking like this, but I just don't think that I don't think that a compassionate God would send uh, someone going through that much suffering to hell
0: just because they became yeah. got cold feet. Yeah, I don't think God exactly. do, I don't think God would do that. Well, tell me, how is your life now that you're not worshiping a higher power? Um well
1: I quite like I quite like Buddhism. I have some books about Buddhism.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um and uh you know the this the Buddhists believe that life is suffering and, and that you can, you know, you meditate and you improve yourself to alleviate that suffering. So but apart, but I, don't, but I don't worship like a god anymore. So, yeah, it's a big difference. I mean, I guess in one way, it's a big weight off my shoulders because I don't have to, I don't feel like, I feel like I'm in control now. You know, even if I'm not in control, my life is in a, ba- is in, is in a bad state. But I don't feel like I have to, I don't feel guilty about not praying anymore.
0: You don't.
1: No, I don't
0: feel guilty anymore. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, coming from um, um, a Christian, um, and I'm a believer, we live in a fallen world. And it is what it is, basically, our trials and tribulations that God says, which it says in the word. Um, There is a such thing as long suffering which is also in the Bible and which the Lord speaks to us that we will be into it long. Um, my depression lasted about two two years before I got on an antidepressant to pull me out of that experience. But all along, I I just stayed prayerful. And I have been where you have been. Why would God let me suffer like this? I felt stuck. I felt that my brain, whatever it needed, had turned off or I know it no longer existed in my brain to be happy at all. And um, I, I got to tell you, I'm uh, living proof that I I did get through. I did get a new de- antidepressant and I'm feeling better. Um, God, God's not going to punish you. God loves you he's never going to leave you. So you are the one that's basically in control of that. Now when you, it it's hard when you're depressed to be happy, but what are the things that get get you in, in somewhat of a good mood, happiness? In this time, this dark time of yours, do you have happy moments?
1: Yes, I have some moments of um of happiness and of uh of of relief. I'm married to a beautiful man, and um, just being with him makes me quite happy. Nice, Uh, that's very nice. And uh, I also I enjoy food. I love I love good food. Uh, That that, I'm sure that makes many people happy. Yes, it makes Um, me happy. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I love reading because when I read when I read I go into another world and uh, I can escape from my troubles. and that's um, cool. yeah and I also like watching like American sitcoms actually like on on my computer
0: like what what do you watch I watch Sex and the City <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it's
1: so cheesy, but it's brilliant.
0: Well, let me tell you, that's the interesting thing about bipolar depression is that we can have those moments that we come out of ourselves. And I would put the mask on and I would go about work and life. And people did not know I was suffering inside, that the sadness engulfed me. And people see us actually going through life and they don't realize that we're suffering do you put a mask on when you're out in public
1: yes i do with my family as well Hmm.
0: do they yeah. know do they know that you're d- depressed
1: they know that i'm not that well but they don't know how bad i am
0: okay okay that's understood yeah
1: i just um now- did did a video call with my I've got an auntie and uncle in New, in New York mm-hmm. um, and she's my godmother as well um, and uh, I just pretend I'm much better than I am when I talk to her
0: I know the feeling I know the feeling are you in touch with any your pastor and your, your past church people
1: with the church no no not really
0: not at all no not really no do you ever think about reaching back out to them no <laughs> no i don't want you're i don't just, want you're, to. Just in, uh, you're just in an area um uh, a time in life and um you know this is temporary i know it does not sound temporary But the only thing I can do is go on my experience and experience of other people that I've spoke to. This depression will lift and you will feel that love from God again. That's something I can promise. That's something I can definitely say that I would pray for you, that you will feel that once again. And it's so important. What would you tell anyone else that are suffering from the depression right now? given the the experience that you've been out of it before, what would you tell that person that came to you and said that they have been depressed for a long time and they, they just don't know what to do?
1: Well, I'm not really the best person to give advice because, you know, I don't really know what to do either, but I would say, you know, do it for your loved ones. Do it, do it for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold, hold on for them, you know, like that's the only reason why I'm here is
0: because of the people that I love. Gosh, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That speaks volumes. That shows how big your heart is, Justina. Um, Your your husband, he, he's the closest one to you. Does does he get concerned about you? Does he worry about you or do you really put on a good front for him?
1: I think um I think he's not as worried about me as he should be <laughs> like um,
0: uh, uh, uh.
1: if he, if he really knew how bad I feel, um, he would be more worried, but he's not that worried. he just thinks, oh, you're having a bad time, you're gonna get better which is good, you know he's quite, he's quite yeah. like he's taking it in his stride.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, does, it doesn't help that you put a, a brave face on every day, Justine. Yeah, for real. You got to realize you are, are really, you're brave, you're courageous. And it's just so important that um, you are like that. Because that's going to get you day to day, for sure. That's going to get you through day to day. And that's all you can do is take, and some days you got to take an hour to hour to get you through the day. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I thank you for coming on to the Crazy Beautiful podcast and sharing your story. You are a wonderful woman, and I have um, great hopes that you will definitely see the light again in all areas of your life. I want you to take care of yourself and and try to be happy as best as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for listening to crazy, beautiful podcasts. I am your host, the Kimberly Clark, and I can be reached at Kimberly at victoryoverloss.com or hit me up on Instagram at the Kimberly Clark. Until next time, take care and be blessed indeed always.